so glad you're here on my podcast and we're doing something different. Today, we're going to talk about what I didn't have time to preach on a Sunday morning. And I've got Emily here with me. Behind the scenes, a little BTS. Yeah, I already told her this is probably going to be long, so this will probably be part one of two. So if you're not subscribed, you want to hang out and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on anything happening. I think it's going to happen more often, too. Really? Yeah. That I have two parts? We're going to do like... Or people are subscribed more. No, no, no. (laughs) We're going to do behind the scenes on uh, different messages you do. Yeah. Like more often. So if you like that, like give us some feedback on whether you like that kind of content. Yeah, because I feel like um, most Sundays, like I come to the like stage with so much content and so many things I want to say, but I don't have enough time to say them. Yeah. And so recently, uh, for those of you that aren't part of our One Church family, uh, I did a message on disappointment, and Emily will have that link down below in the show notes. So if you didn't listen to it, uh, you want to listen to it, because I talked about Lazarus and just about God wanting in to the places of our heart where disappointment had been, and uh, just really around the premise of just out of the season that I came through of just a lot of heartbreak, a lot of loss. Um, It was really difficult. And I think one of the things that we all have a question of is like, why do bad things happen? Like, why do bad things happen? Oftentimes people ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, But bad things just happen, right? And there's a few reasons why bad things happen. Uh, Number one, sometimes bad things happen because of our choices. Yeah. Like sometimes we just make bad choices. Mm. Actually, we lo- most of the time people just you blame it on others yeah. to make yourself feel better. I think it's a psychological like self-coping, a, co- a coping mechanism, right? Yeah. Like I remember a long time ago, a mentor of mine uh, told me they were like, uh, instead of praying for God's supernatural provision every time a financial hardship happens, maybe you should just be a steward when God brings in the resources and you yeah. wouldn't always need a financial miracle. How could I steward better, not how could how could I get more? Yeah. And I yeah. was like, dang, it's true. Really good. So number two, uh, sometimes it's someone else's choices, right? Like sometimes people choose things and bad things happen um, because of their choices. Um, sometimes it's because we live on an earth that's fallen, and that's just the truth. Hur- mm-hmm. t- hurricanes, tornadoes, a sickness are all just part of the fall um, mm-hmm. that we read about in Genesis chapter 3. And so oftentimes media will call them acts of God, but they're really not acts of God. They're yeah. just part of being in a fallen world. Yeah. yeah. And then number four, um, sometimes it's the attack of the enemy. And the hard part is, is when we go through hard, difficult times in life, like there's no pause button. Like we don't get a chance to be like, okay, pause. I just need to like process this. Like time still keeps moving forward and we have to figure it out. And what I found in my life, um, whenever we went through that season of loss, uh, being brought up in the faith movement. And for those of you that don't know about the faith movement, it's incredible for this reason because it like imparts so much faith and so much good things into you. But the bad thing is, is they reject things like suffering. Right. Uh, they reject the ideal of loss. Or you can't even talk about if you are because if you talk about it, it's going to come to you. Yes. And yeah. They're like, watch your confession. Yeah. Yeah. So when bad things happen, it's usually, they usually say, you ignore it, put it under the rug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they're like, uh, did you have some kind of sin? 
Or yeah. is there must be some kind of secret sin. Um, there must be some kind of like disobedience in your life where you didn't know, but diso- like you disobeyed the Lord or maybe you dishonored. You had the wrong confession. You like, had the wrong confession. You're, you're so powerful. Your words are so powerful that it trumps like every other card we've yeah. got. Yeah. I love how what Pastor uh, Chris Valentin says about this question. Okay. He always says that God's in charge. But he's not in control. That's good. And even that question probably made, that answer probably made some of you cringe just then. You're like, he is. Mm -hmm. But it's, yes, God is in charge, but he's not like um, puppeteering every single thing that happens to the earth, right? There's still, it's still a fallen world. The people still have choices, like, right? So even like the four things you mentioned, like a lot of it's because we're humans that make mistakes. Mm hmm. And we live in a world that's not perfected. It's that's still fallen. Like yes, you know. And so, but I love that idea because I think a lot of people are like, God's in charge. Yeah. I mean, God's in control. He could change it. Yeah, and, and he, he can. He can. He can change. He's it. in charge, but yeah. he is not. Some people see him as like the big guy with like like a puppeteer. You're holding all the strings, and you're like, mm, let's just splash a little hurricane right here. And yes, these people, yeah, not that big of a deal. In the big grand scheme of the of humanity, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. These people die. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what God's like at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is a good picture for people to get. Yeah. I, I think the misconception is, without knowing it, is we're trying to become superhuman. Yeah. And we think, because even in my message when I talked about, dis- like, what happened with Lazarus, is... We will at some point in our faith journey have mm-hmm. a Lazarus moment mm-hmm. where it breaks everything we thought we knew about God. Mm-hmm. Like we have this formula of like, if I do this, this, and this, bad things will never happen to me. Yeah. Or if I do this, this, and this, God yeah. will answer my prayers. If I do this, this, and this, then the event will turn around, the situation. I mean, like even yeah. whenever you walk through hard times, think about people's like advice and like feedback to you is like, yeah. well, have you tried this? Have you yeah. tried? Like I sat at a table one time with somebody and they like, berated me yeah over um questioning if i really believe god yeah because certain things hadn't happened in my life he's like but have you actually prayed and i'm like yes he's like but have you fasted i'm like yes he's like have you sown seed i'm like yes like lord i have done everything and i still haven't experienced what you're yeah. talking about and it's not because and i think a lot of times when we have lazarus and i'm using like air quotes like lazarus moments in our life we find ourselves in this crisis of like what i thought i knew and what's happening don't match which is also interesting thought too that like with lazarus like Jesus isn't 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 afraid of our disappointment, mm-hmm. right? If he was, he would have not allowed Lazarus to die. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. knew they'd be disappointed. Yeah, at the least, you yeah. know, sad, yeah. devastated. Yeah, he's not afraid of that. Mm-mm. You know, even the way that he chose, like we're in Holy Week right now, and the way he chose to die and resur- be resurrected, he could have yeah. done it anyway. Yeah. But he did choose, like, on the third day he rose. Yeah, that's He could have, like, hung on the cross for a minute, 
suffered, mm-hmm. been like, like yeah. he could have walked off the cross just then. Yes. Right? Right. And just showed them all up. Like, right. dude, look, look at me. Right? But there, he's not afraid of that. Yeah. He's not afraid of you being disappointed or what doubt might occur if he doesn't do it the way that, like, he's not like, oh, these people are so fragile. I better, like, cater to the way that they need no, to believe. No, because in the same way he showed up for Lazarus, John the Baptist also was just straight up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Like, to, the faith community doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And I really, I'm I'm like, I'm. there's things I'm thankful for with the faith community, but I think going through that season of loss, it was just really difficult. And, like, people don't know what to do with people that have experienced disappointment. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sure it wasn't their intent, but in that season, it was kind of like we were like the scarlet letter. And people were like, they, they were afraid to be around us because we challenged their own beliefs of, yeah. well, when you pray, God heals. Yeah. And it's like, no, sometimes you pray, sometimes you fast, yeah. sometimes you stand, and you still experience the loss. And so what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And um, so in that, um, I part of my notes I wanted to talk about in John, um, it gives us the seven I am statements of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he's the bread of life. He's the light of the world. He's the door, um, that he's the good shepherd. He's the resurrection and the life, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, um, that he is the vine. But what I love is in John chapter 8, he also tells us three things that he is not. Mm-hmm. And in knowing what he isn't, it helps us know who we aren't. And he says these three things. He says, number one, he says, I am not alone mm-hmm. in John 8, 16, meaning that he has the Father and he's with the Holy Spirit. Um, number two, he says, I am not seeking my own glory. And number three, he says, I'm not of this world. Mm-hmm. And just as much as we find our identity and who Christ is in the I am statements, so then that way we know what to receive from him, we also know who we are in the I am not statements. Yeah. And so when we're going through seasons of loss, I think it's as important for us to know that we are not alone, that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit is with us, Mm -hmm. that our circumstances aren't a reflection of God's absence or His presence. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy to be like, God's moving in my life when, like, finances are turning around and, like, all the blessings of God are following you and there's favor at work. But God is just as much with you in the valley. I mean, think about Psalm 23. Like, He's with us in the valley. He's with us at the table. He's with us in all of it. And so it's good for us to know that we're not alone. It's good for us to know that we're not seeking um, our own glory. It's not about us, It's really really not about us. Like, we make everything about us. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just bad. Yeah, I think the most most problems we can conjure up yeah. on our own is like when we think, "Oh, this is about me." It's yeah. actually not about you at all. Actually, not like, at all. In the big picture, Mm-mm. look, not about you. Yeah, you know. Well, even 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 Jesus says with Lazarus, he says, "This happened that the glory of the Father might be made known." Right. Like it's actually like. And I, I hate this, but I think even in the season that I'm in, I've just been like, God, I give you my ashes. So then that way you can turn them into something beautiful. Like, yeah. I want your glory in this. I don't see how there can be something beautiful in this, 
But it's really not about my story. It's not about Sandy's story. It's not about anybody's story. It's about your story. Yeah. It's about there's yeah. like a higher level, higher purpose. Yeah. yeah. And so it's and then number three, we're not of this world. Like this world is not our home. And we're not bound by the natural limitations. We're, we're not meant to look different. Yes. Yeah. Meant like, to live different. We should look different. Yes. Like we should be a peculiar people. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we should like being in at school in Reading, mm-hmm. like the way that just normal people in Reading looked at students from Bethel, mm-hmm. like like a peculiar people. Yes. And like I think like some places you get made fun of and some places you're honored for that. Mm-hmm. But that experience made me realize we should look like this. Mm-hmm. Like we should when people see us walk in the room, they should yes. be like Wow, like miracles really do follow those people. Like, yes. When those people come, you're about to like the room's gonna shift. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it should feel like that in us where we go. It's yes. like, oh, when the people when I when a Christian walks in, like there comes kindness I haven't experienced yes. today. There comes hope I haven't experienced today. Yes. Like not just signs and miracles, but even those things, like mm-hmm. in shorthand, um, encounters with people that's mm-hmm. like why are you so nice yes. like we should be so kind to people that mm-hmm. they're like why yeah yeah like why are you kind to me mm-hmm. i don't get it that's good you know what i mean yeah for sure i just think for me in that season it was like uh the thing that was reverberating in my spirit constantly is was to be absent from the bodies to be present with the lord mm. and like this world like we're not of this world yeah like it's not our home yeah we're temporary residents. Yeah. Uh, Peter would write that we're exiles here. Yeah. Like we're just we're just held in this temporary place. Like yeah. Sandy actually got the reward. The reward was not for her to have more years here. Yeah. Is actually the reward is heaven. Yeah. And the the people that went before us, the saints of old, they gloried in going to heaven, and we fight so hard to live forever here yeah and that's actually not the ultimate goal Mm. like this is just temporary like our goal here is to take as many people as we can with us into eternity yeah and but i think with the rise of secularism we try to create utopia here on earth instead of looking forward to heaven yeah um instead of looking forward to eternity and so we try to make our life as comfortable as it can be as wonderful as it can be here because we want to experience like it's almost like we feel like our like taste has to be like fully satiated by the things of this earth and it it can't like earth can't satisfy and we limit like god's blessings again using like air quotes and like god's fulfillment of his promises by what we see in the natural eye but i think about it in hebrews 11 it says these these died believing not yet apprehending the promise but seeing it from afar off right Mm -hmm. And so, and in that list is people like David, people like Abraham. Yeah. I mean, these great people of faith. And the Bible says they didn't even apprehend it. Like, they didn't even get half of it. Like, you read it and you're like, whoa, they're like incredible. Totally. And heaven's like, no, they just saw it from afar off. Yeah. So even me, like, if I were to experience everything that in my mind, I think this is the ultimate 
it's still not everything compared to eternity. Totally. Because we're not of this world. Like, yeah. this is just yeah. temporary. Yeah. Like, and we so make it permanent. Yeah. We so make it about us. We so make it about our glory. We yeah. so make us feel like we're alone. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know, like people yeah. listening. Um, even whenever I was preaching this message, I'm like, God, I feel like I have so much to say around this just because I think I, and I had a lot of people reach out to me because those three things of like, but I have been praying and I haven't gotten a miracle. I I have been praying and I feel so alone mm-hmm. because God feels like he's absent, like he yeah. hasn't moved. He's moved in all these other people's lives, but in mine, he's still void. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's like even what you said about not being so uh, like earthly focused because of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I've seen too the other side of the coin too, that you're like so heaven focused that you're, you're no earthly good. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we have to have we have to find the balance there because it is like some people get, oh, yeah, in heaven. Like even my grandma was that way. She was Mm -hmm. like always thinking of heaven. Yeah. Right. But always thinking of heaven, but not so much so that you forget like, oh, there's people around you that don't know. Yeah. And that's where I go back to like. Our goal, our mission isn't for me to receive every prayer that I've ever prayed. It's really not about that. It's for me to take as many people to heaven with me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's actually the goal. Yeah. It's not about every single uh, prayer being answered. Even even think about the demoniac in Mark chapter 5, right? Like, Jesus is like, hey, no, you can't go with me to where I'm going because I need somebody here that's going to set the record straight of who I am. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's what we're here to do is to set the record straight of who Jesus is. It's not actually to go everywhere we want to go and do everything we want to do. But actually, I love um, Brian's dad taught about this at School of the Prophets, which is our community group. And he was talking about how history later records of all the great miracles that happened in that land, like Mm -hmm. later on in history. I just thought about that. I'm like, man, if it's because one man was willing to surrender the prayer that he wanted, yeah. To surrender the way life, the way he imagined, the dream and the things that he had in his heart, right? Yeah. And you want to talk about living a life from not my own glory, that I'm not alone and I'm not of this world. Yeah. That's like, dude, yeah. full, full stock of that. And so just in that mindset of just challenging you, like wherever you're at, wherever life finds you is I would encourage you. I know for me in that season, it was just feeling like something's wrong with me, that all this bad stuff's happening. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Like you're, it's not that you uh, don't have faith or that you're lacking faith. Yeah. And so, yeah. I was thinking about too, and I know this is just a different perspective probably, mm-hmm. but um, in Matthew 27, um, when Jesus is like being nailed to the cross mm-hmm. and they're mocking him mm-hmm. and they say, let let him come down from the cross now. Mm-hmm. Like you can raise the dead, but you can't like get yourself off the cross mm-hmm. and they're mocking him. But yeah. if you're really who you say you are, come down now. Mm-hmm. And like the Lord highlighted it to me so strong, the word now mm-hmm. of they're like, you can change my mind. Just come down now. Mm-hmm. And like I, th- I think we see it as mocking, but I do think I, I questioned the Lord in that moment, and I was like, "Why didn't you go down now? Like, 
if you did, they would have all believed that whole mm-hmm. crowd. I feel like mm-hmm. they would have all been like, dude, he is who he says he is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like God say that um, like he did, in fact, raise himself, right? We mm-hmm. know that he did. Yeah. He just didn't do it on their terms. Like yeah. He didn't do it right when they said, do it now. That's good, Emily. He did it three, di- three days later, yeah. right? Yeah. And the reason he did is the people that were still around three days later, yeah. after their disappointment, after their fear, after they fricked it up, mm-hmm. you know, like the people that stuck around, those were the real ones. Like yeah. those were really his disciples, the yeah. ones that stuck around. Yeah. And he wasn't doing it to cater to what everybody else needed. He was like, look, Mm-hmm. It wasn't, he's not like a people pleaser. That's good. So even thinking about in our own lives, where are we missing Christ? Because it didn't look like what we thought or didn't happen the way we didn't wanted happen it to now. Yeah. When we said now, yeah. he didn't do it now. Yeah. He didn't. And there was, I'm sure there were some people in that crowd mm-hmm. that had been following him. Yeah. And had been like, you, we saw you. Like mm-hmm. they knew about him enough yes. to say, you raised the dead. You healed the sick. Mm. Just get yourself off the cross. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Because they're being it. obedient to Rome by right. following through the action. And they want him to like uh, be God and get himself off. Right. Just show it. Yeah. Show yourself. Yeah. We've seen it. We've heard it. We know you can. Why didn't you do it? Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't do it on their terms, mm-hmm. they just left. Yeah. And like, and I, I was like, man, I wonder if any of them stuck around long enough to Dang. actually see him be resurrected. Yeah. Like they're asking him, do this. Yeah. And they didn't wait long enough to actually see it. Yeah. That's good. Right? That's really good. hope you got so much out of today's content. Can you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on any new content here on my podcast? Also, one of the best ways for people to find my podcast is by you. If you will, share this podcast on your social media or maybe text it to a friend and help me get the word out so we can help others. Also, everything you need to know about today's podcast will be available down in the show notes. I also have a link for you to stay subscribed to my emails so you never miss out on anything that I have going on. So, hey, thank you so much for being here and let's do something awesome for God this week.